everyone. Welcome back to the Career Metas Podcast. This is your host, Nassar Ahmed. This is episode 107 of the Career Metas Podcast. And this episode is part of the Day in the Life of series. If you're listening to this for the first time, what we do in the Day in the Life of series is these episodes, I conduct interviews with individuals from a particular career. They talk to us about their profession, with how they got started. They tell us more about what they do day in, day out. And for today's episode, I'm speaking with someone who is a legal and law enforcement transcriptionist. Our guest's name is Erin Durr. <laughs> Erin, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So before I get to learn a little bit more about your story and uh, how you got to what you do today, for those of us who are not familiar with what a legal and law enforcement transcriptionist does, could you please uh, shed some light? Basically, you're working off of a queue usually, and you get a list of jobs either from a police department or a lawyer firm or something like that, and they're just dictating reports or letters, and you just type up what they say, or you could be typing interviews with suspects or, you know, there are a lot of different things that you could be doing with it. It sounds like it's a job that requires a lot of attention to detail. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll learn more as we go along in the interview, but now we'll like to know a little bit about yourself, if you can start off by introducing yourself. And the second follow-up question to that would be, you know, how did you get started in this career? Well, my full name is Erin Der Dylan Schneider, and I actually used to do customer service for a pretty major makeup company, and I really disliked it. It was, you know, just constant calls coming in and people being nasty for for small things. And I just started resenting always having to be away from my family to go to a job that I hated. And I started looking for at-home stuff and ended up finding a great site that gave me a long list of legitimate work-from-home jobs and found transcription outsourcing. And it was a life changer. I started working for them and they've been the best decision I've ever made. So, so this is a career that over time you stumbled upon. Basically, I, I kind of, I did the website that I mentioned before. I did a bunch of different types of work at home jobs and then settled on transcription being the best fit for me. And then almost immediately found transcription outsourcing and, you know, the people there, the manager, the boss, everybody are really wonderful. And it's just, it's a really great job. So the next question I have is, you did tell us what a transcriptionist does, as especially in your case, a legal and law enforcement transcriptionist. What does a day-to-day look like for you? Basically, you, you go in and you check your queue, and usually there's a couple hours in there of audio, which is more like eight or nine hours, depending on the quality of actual work time. You could also have things in box where you've got actual assignments to you specifically that you usually have a few days on. But mostly it's maintaining the queue that's coming in, usually a 24-hour turnaround time on, on those jobs. 
and you've got a bunch of different independent contractors or full-timers like me dipping into the queue and working on that stuff. I'm curious to know of all the things that you do in this job, what are some of the things that you enjoy more than others? Well, one of our clients is Cold Justice, uh, you know, the TV show. And and that's definitely my favorite ones to get when they get, when they send us a big project. I really like their interviews. And it's neat having a kind of a scoop on things that are going on before they hit the news and that kind of thing. And also it's really just the flexible hours and everything obviously are a great big plus. Now, the flexible hours and work from home, uh, is that typical for any transcriptionist uh, uh, careers or jobs or is that uh, is that something that varies from person to person? It varies. I know that there are transcription jobs that are in office. A lot of departments actually employ their own transcriptionists in-house, but in my experience, it's all been at home. Okay. That, that's interesting because I'm assuming, like for example, depending on the now, you specialize in legal. Now, some, some individuals might specialize in something else like medical. I'm assuming in their case, right. demands, they might work at a hospital. I'm not sure. I'm just, that's just a thought I had. They might. A lot of hospitals I know will actually require them to work in the hospital at first. And then uh, after a while, move them to working at home. It's the same thing with medical coding. But with their transcription, you know, there's a lot hinging on their their type of transcription. If they make a mistake, there's a lot that can happen. So, you know, those have to be a little bit more or or less flexible, really, much more serious. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. I mean, just the thought of that makes me nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Life and death situations and also the amount of detail that needs to go. And I would imagine... Exactly also to be something similar, wouldn't it? Like law enforcement and legal, wouldn't that also require accuracy, detail orientation? Oh, yeah. Well, each client has their own style guide that they put out and, you know, how much punctuation they want and if they want names um, redacted and that sort of thing. And, you know, obviously you don't want to have a lot of parts that say just inaudible where you couldn't make out what the person was saying because that definitely could you know, potentially sway a case or if you just, you know, mistook no for yes or something like that. But yeah, you really, you really have to pay attention. But mo- for the most part, the audio quality is pretty good. So you, you don't really have to worry about that too much. At least with my company, the audio quality is pretty good. I wanted to go to the <laughs> question I asked a moment back. I asked you some of the things that you enjoy. What are some of the things that you don't necessarily enjoy? Sometimes it can get really hectic because you have, you know, like I said, this looming queue and because most of the peop- other people that are on it are independent contractors, you know, there's no, they don't, they're under no obligation to work that day or, you know, tell you when they're going to get on there. And so you kind of just work the queue and hope that they'll get on there. And usually they do. So it can get, you know, you can get kind of panicked if you've got some box jobs, you know, coming up and you still got this big queue to take care of. That's one of the things that's a little frustrating sometimes. Other times when you do actually get bad quality, like I I one time had a four-hour interview between a man and someone who was writing a book for him, and they were in a bar. And that was probably the most frustrating job I've ever had. I think that one actually made me cry a few times. (laughs) But usually, you know, there's, there's not too much that I can really even complain about with the job. It's mostly just, you know, those odd experiences like that. So I'm, I'm just, this is more of a fun question. So you mentioned four hours for that job. 
What is the longest yeah. project you have to do in terms of hours you have to do? Well, that one with it being a four hour audio, it was, especially because it was such bad quality, it was probably more like a 16 or 17 hour, took me personally 16 or 17 hours to finish. Luckily, I had enough time. But that, you know, that was probably one of the longer ones. I recently actually had a very large copy typing job that was 600 and something pages from that were typed on the typewriter in the 1800s. So that was very interesting and very nerve wracking and panic inducing because it was a lot. Uh, I was just curious because, you know, there's always that one, no matter what you do, there's always this one client or one project that you always think about. So it sounds like that. I think you mentioned this a couple of times. So it is that particular four hour interview which turned into 16 Yeah, that one was traumatizing. (laughs) Now, people if listening to this, they're saying, you know what, this is something I can see myself doing. What would you advise them? Advise them on how do they get started on becoming a transcriptionist? Well, I can, if it's okay, I can give that website that I went to that has all the jobs listed that are legitimate. They've actually all been vetted that they actually pay and they're not scams and that kind of thing. That's really the, the biggest thing is make sure you don't fall for a scam. A lot of at-home stuff can be completely sketchy, but I can give that website. Also, Amazon MTurk is a really good place to start and get your feet wet and figure out what kind of at-home work you want to do and what kind of transcription you want to do. And, you know, most companies, most transcription companies, all they're going to do when you apply is give you a test audio and you type it up. And if your punctuation and everything is okay, then you're hired. You know, that's how I got hired. So you don't need certifications or a whole lot of experience or anything. As long as you have a good grasp on grammar, you know, you're, you're golden. Very interesting. I'll, I'll make sure to add Amazon MTurk. What is the resource? I'll make sure to include that in the show notes, the website. The, the other website, it's a long one. It's www.realwaystoearnmoneyonline.com. And it's a blog that this girl does. And she goes through hundreds of transcription and copy typing and all types of different jobs. And she will just write about her experience with them and provide a link to the application. That's actually how I got my job now. Okay. Thanks for sharing a lot that. You did mention a little bit about certifications, but does any type of degree help? Like does someone have to be uh, having an, a literature or an English communications degree? Not- no, not at all. At least not for my company. I know some might, but not that, not any that I've seen. Yeah. You just, as long as you're good at the job, you know, you don't have to have any special degrees or or schooling or anything like I've got a you know my I've got a bachelor of arts degree and it's in pottery and metal fabrication so it, it has nothing to do with the job but it, it yeah you don't need any of that stuff okay that's actually very encouraging to hear it's more on the skill set and your experience and how you can deliver it's very technical compared to you know like there are careers out there which you cannot get exactly and time and degree with degrees and certifications exactly and it's you know it's really nice as long as you follow, as long as you can follow directions and follow the style guides for each client. And, you know, you you just type what you hear and use the right punctuation, which everybody thinks that they are really, really, you know, grammatically correct when they write. And then they start transcribing and you start figuring out that you actually were not nearly as good as you thought you were. (laughs) But it's all just learning. You know, the the only way you're going to be a good transcriptionist is if you just go ahead and start it. So the next question is like, what does an ideal career path look like? Let's say someone gets started like you and where can this take them potentially? 
Well, I think, I guess the top would be just having your own transcription company. I started out as an independent contractor and about six months later, they made me full-time and now I've got insurance and, you know, full-time employee benefits and everything. And so you can, you can move up to, you know, typically what people are working for in, in a good job outside the home, or you can go further and become a reviewer and then have your own company and that kind of thing. But uh, as far as uh, like real like career with it, I don't, I don't know how much farther you could go. But yeah, if, if someone does decide to take this, make this their own practice, right? Like for example, look at legal, someone can work in a law firm, eventually they can have their practice, their own clients. Sounds like that's also right. someone can take. Very interesting. But the final question is, of course, now we are coming towards the end. And oh, the final question is, what advice will you give to someone who wants to get into this field? Just to just, you know, if you if you want to get into whether it's at home or outside the home, if you want to get into transcription, the best thing to do is go to one of those websites to Amazon MTurk and do a bunch of the little short, you know, tiny bits of audio on there and really get accustomed to having to type while somebody's talking and and then start applying, apply to a bunch of different ones. And you'll actually get better as you're applying because you're doing these tests the whole time, these audio tests. And, you know, eventually you'll find, you know, the one that, that really, you know, pays well, pays, you know, the app for as, at least the average rate for an IC. And I mean, really the best way to do it is just to, to just do it, go out there and try. Absolutely. And that's actually great advice. Not, not just uh, this career, but also for many, you know, many careers, you know, one of the best ways to get started is just get started. So. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to learn and get any, you know, actually get good at it is if you're just doing it. Nobody's good at everything right at the beginning. So so true. And Aaron, thanks for joining us, sharing about this career. I mean, until recently, I did not know that this as a profession existed at such scale and the and there was a specific industry and resources for it. So thanks for sharing about that. I'm sure the audience has also find this, found this enlightening. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining and listening to yet another episode of the Career Medis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview with the resources that Aaron shared as part of show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, feel free to post a comment or review. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this amongst your network. Until the next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Career Medis podcast. Thank you. <music>